Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Jackie Walters, our Nutrition Education Program Extension Specialist, as well as Jan Mappage, our Food Systems Extension Specialist. Welcome both Jackie and Jan. Happy to be here. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Today, we're really going to show some love to the Kentucky ag industry. And our nutrition education program um, specifically has had several initiatives running this summer. One of them focuses on Victory Gardens, as well as um, kind of just our consistent promotion of local farmers markets. And today, we're going to talk about both of those. And I think, Jan, we're going to kick off with you first and talk some about the Victory Garden campaign. And my very first question is, will you just tell our listeners what the Victory Garden campaign is about? Sure. So essentially, the Victory Garden campaign is just a promotion for Kentuckians to grow some of their own food in their backyard or in a container on their deck or porch or balcony, just to empower folks that no matter what space you have, there is always a way to grow a little bit of something to add to your um, the things that you buy at the grocery store or the farmer's market and to give folks a little bit of buy-in for their meals. So, and I know a little bit about how the Victory Garden campaign came to be, that it's a partnership with the Kentucky Department of Agriculture, and that really there was such an interest this year by folks of wanting to raise their own food, and that maybe it's that, you know, people are spending more time at home, so they have the opportunity to do that, or they're looking for a new hobby, or as you said, they're wanting to contribute to their personal food supply, Um, but can you tell us a a little bit more about how the project came together? Sure. So essentially, the Kentucky Department of Agriculture approached the Nutrition Education Program and said, hey, we have this idea. We know that you already work with home gardeners, and we would love to launch this Victory Garden campaign kind of as a throwback to the campaign that went on during World War II, where the U.S., government, you know, promoted and shared supplies and resources for folks to grow their own food during the World War. Um, But we'd love to do it because we're in the middle of this pandemic. And like you said, Dr. Hunter, that folks are home, that they're more potentially have some extra time to put into a garden. Also with just trying to be prepared and stocked up because of supply uh, and demand of food products going through our food system that folks just showed a greater interest this season to grow their own food. And with that, what we did was we didn't really create any new resources, but we compiled together the resources of the universe that the University of Kentucky had, and then that the the resources on gardening that Kentucky State University had, and pulled together these to kind of create this Victory Garden package, if you will. And I know that there's been a considerable interest in the Victory Garden materials since they were 
rolled out in the early part of June that our local county extension offices have received numerous requests for the information. Could you tell folks if they were interested in locating those materials, what, how the best way is to access them? Absolutely. So we have almost all the materials uploaded on new, uh, NEP's website, which is planemove.com. And there is a growing your own garden tab that folks can click on and it will pull up links to several, a good amount of publications that talk about specific vegetables, but also talk about just preparing your garden in general. And those, like I said, were kind of a compilation from NEP, from Kentucky State University, and then UK's Horticulture Department. So there are those publications. There are also a few resources like the Victory Garden poster, which the front is just a fun throwback poster. And kind of shares where to get the information, but the back actually does have some growing tips. And there is also a garden calendar PDF that folks can print at home where it goes through each month of garden chores, even in the winter months, you know, what you can be doing. So it goes through every month. Um, It is very specific to Kentucky and the regions. Uh, That is also up there. But some of these resources are also available in hard copy through the extension offices, and that's going to vary depending on the county. So I would just suggest folks call the the county office and get in touch with an agent or leave a message, you know, inquire about what hard copies they might be able to get as well. The Victory Garden campaign, I think, has been a lot of fun. It's been really neat to see it rolled out and just the response of folks across the state engaging um, in growing Victory Gardens, the social media response of people posting pictures, I think, has been really neat to follow. So I'd encourage our listeners that if that's something that's, in, that's interesting to them, to, like you mentioned, uh, they can find additional resources on planetmove.com, which we will link in our show notes, or they could reach out to their local county extension agent. And now we're going to shift gears slightly from growing your own food to shopping your local farmer's market. And Jackie, I'm going to say this is absolutely my favorite time of year to go to the farmer's market. I love all the things that, you know, the the red ripe tomatoes and corn on the cob and green beans that kind of come in in um, the, the middle part of July that just really seem to flourish this time of year at the farmer's market. And so I've been, I've been to the market several times recently and um, certainly have noticed some changes this year. So can you share with us a little bit about what is different about shopping at the farmer's market this year? Absolutely. The markets are really trying to follow the CDC guidelines for providing services. So they're in a constant state of change as CDC guidance changes in response to the virus. People will notice things like spacing between booths that has to be different. And some markets have limited the number of people allowed into the market at one time. I think most markets at this time are allowing more than just one person per household in, but um, it's it's constantly changing. You know, they're requesting people to to wait six feet apart and to not congregate and requesting people to mask. You will notice um, hand-washing stations in some of the markets for, for clients to use as well as the ones that the vendors have. Some markets are actually providing drive-through or pickup services now in order to um, 
slow down the amount of foot traffic in the market. They may request that people move one way through the market. It may be that some of the vendors will select and bag the produce for you instead of um, having it available for everybody to give the squeeze test to. What's neat, though, what hasn't changed is that the Senior Farmers Market Nutrition Programs and the WIC Farmers Market Nutrition Programs, EBT services, those things are still being offered. And uh, those programs are still in effect statewide. And many of the markets are still offering incentive programs like double dollars. So, you know, the farmer's market's still a happening place to be. I am going to say, Jackie, that um, especially this last week when I was at the market, I observed everything that, that you just said that, um, you know, some vendors had just chalk X's that they had in front of their booths for people to stand on that were, you know, the appropriate distance apart. Some vendors had a signs that said, um, you, you know, that they wanted to, to bag the produce for you. I know particularly there was one vendor that was only doing pre-orders. Um, so I, I think I saw a little bit of, of everything that you just described there. But what I also saw was that the market was still working, the market was still functioning, um, that producers were still able to to sell their their fruits and vegetables. In general, is it safe to be shopping at the farmer's market this year? Absolutely. It's probably safer to shop at the farmer's market than at most markets. The supply chain is shorter, so you know that the food has passed through fewer hands. In most cases, it was picked just that morning. Um, If farmers are bagging produce for you, it means that everyone who came by hasn't touched it. Uh, (laughs) Grocery can't control that so easily. I even found myself um, giving the squeeze test to some limes and, and rejecting some the other day. And I thought, oh, I shouldn't be tuss- you know, touching all this stuff. So yeah. I've caught myself doing that at the grocery store, too. It's pretty irresistible. It, well, it's just an old habit that, you know, we just have to work on changing our behaviors. How can individuals, because as, as you mentioned, that um, as kind of things and regulations or recommendations change that this information is changing with the farmer's markets as well. How can an individual keep up to date with the changes at the farmer's market? If your farmer's market has a website, check that before they go, um, before you go, if you can. The local health department is the entity that's actually responsible for implementing the CDC guidelines at the local level. So the local health department may have information on there. And your county extension office website is another great place to check for information. These are the sites where you'll find out information such as if more than one family member can go into the market and um, what nutrition programs are available uh, if the market traffic is one way. And you may actually be able to get a map of the market in advance, which really helps if you know you have a favorite farmer you want to visit and you don't want to have to bet track, you know, um, it can help to have that and know where everybody is. I am going to say that that was kind of one of my challenges I found when I first went to the market this year is that I have a couple vendors that they are my go-to vendors and, you know, that I've shopped with them for years and they weren't in their normal spot. And so then Uh I had to find them, you know, I had to figure out where is they have moved to. So yes, they might be in a different spot, but most of them are probably still there somewhere. Exactly. And it's kind of nice to know in advance what to expect. So Exactly. 
a little advanced planning can really improve your shopping experience. But it definitely can. I think that's true no matter where you're shopping or how you're shopping. <laughs> As we wrap up today, I do want to throw out a plug for two different things. Jackie, you shared with us a link for a farmer's market shopping video. And for our listeners, we will have that link in our podcast transcription that you can check that out. And then also, I wanted to mention our Fit Blue app that uh, we've talked about before on the podcast, but you can download from App Store, wherever it is that you get your apps for your smartphone, that includes a farmer's market locator. So if you are not familiar with the farmer's market in your county, or maybe if you're visiting a new county and you want to check out the farmer's market uh, anywhere within the state of Kentucky, you can pull up that farmer's market locator within the app and it will tell you the ones near you. Jackie and Jan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.